0: Thanks for tuning in to Timberlake's Message podcast. We're excited to announce an all-new podcast called Weekend in Review, which we'd love for you to check out right after this. Visit reviewpodcast.timberlakechurch.com or download the Timberlake app. Text Timberlake app to 77977 or search for Timberlake Church in your app store. We're always so encouraged to hear how this platform has been a blessing to others, and we hope it makes an impact for you as well. Enjoy the message.
1: Well hello and welcome again to Timberlake Church. I'm Ben, I'm the lead pastor and so glad that you've joined us uh, online or this week as we have some drive-in services and here's what we're doing. Is we're beginning a brand new series called Left to My Own Devices because that's been the reality for so many of us uh, the last couple months as we've been uh, under stay at home orders and continue to be, uh, at least for the next season, uh, unless you're going to a weed shop or a casino, which evidently are essential services. For some, uh, uh, seriously, though, uh, we will be having services over by the slots at Angels of the Winds next week. Well, as we as we look at what it means to be left to our own devices, we know that we weren't created uh, for that. In fact, in Proverbs 27, 17, it says this, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That we were meant to live in community to really bring out our best. See, here's what happens sometimes when we're left to our own devices. And this is what we're looking at this week. Is we can get easily triggered by other people. Has that just happened in my household or has that happened to you as well or as you've looked at uh, social media? In fact, I want to give a shout out To uh, my friends on social media, I uh, posted this and asked the question, hey, uh, has anything sort of triggered you uh, during this season? Well, evidently, you are a wound-up group of people because I got over 100 answers in under 48 hours. And here's uh, some of what people wrote. Uh, One person said social distancing. Such a dumb phrase, we need physical distancing, and with all the tech we have, we can remain socially close. Another person uh, put this, uncertain times makes me want to throw my phone out the window. I want to ask them, remind me when times were certain. Uh, Another person uh, put this, I especially get annoyed when I get emails from random companies about how they are responding. Thank you, Kool-Aid and Dr. Scholz, for making a difference in my life. A little anger there. Okay, Boomer, yeah, a lot of people don't like that one. And uh, here, here's one a little more serious. Uh, people not wearing face masks in public places, like grocery stores. It's as though they're saying without words, my comfort, convenience is more important than your life. And on the other end, someone put this, social distancing ambassadors, locked and loaded with a tape measure and a stun gun. Our SDAs are ready for any and all your social distancing needs. Uh, This one uh, was written by another person who said, what gets me triggered is the inability of people to agree to disagree with kindness. Far left, far right, just fire and gasoline. And here's a reality for you if you're a follower of Christ. If you're not, we are so glad that you joined us. But if you are, the Bible says you are not your own. You were bought with a price. That because of what Jesus has done in my life, that I am I'm called, I'm instructed, yes, even commanded to operate differently. We're going to look at that, but before we do, we're going to consider uh, what triggers us and and maybe even what an emotional trigger is. In psychology today, uh, it says this, an emotional trigger is any topic that makes us feel uncomfortable. These emotional triggers are telling us which aspects in our life we might feel frustrated or unsatisfied with. It can vary in each person because we are all struggling with something different. And so the question is, uh, what is it for you? What is it for me? There are so many things that we could look at. Here are a few. I think one is underlying anxiety. We came into this crisis with, with some problems probably already. And and for some of us, they could have been uh, mental, psychological problems. And you've heard me say before, uh, that doesn't mean you're a bad person, just the way your brain is wired. And I believe that uh, it's good and godly to get help. In fact, uh, our care pastor, Pastor Steve, if you're struggling, you say, hey, I need someone to help walk me through this, contact him. We have great resources and references. You, uh, you hear this said a lot around here, no one stands alone. And that's not always true. If you don't reach out for help, then you might stand alone. But God didn't create you uh, to be alone. We we want to walk beside you uh, in that. Now there's also obvious injustice. Now uh, we can think of big injustices, and, and you probably uh, saw this on the news. Ahmaud Arbery uh, was just running in a neighborhood, and uh, he was literally gunned down by a couple of people. And they're the, the, the part that happened after, though, was uh, really horrible. The prosecutor got this case and decided not to do anything until there was a great social uh, outcry. And uh, now, finally, uh, it's going through the Justice Department. And so you think about something like that, and, and, and who wouldn't be mad? But then we think of maybe something not at that level, and you say, okay, obviously, that's horrible and extreme. And you think about injustices that have happened in your life. Maybe as uh, there's been uh, layoffs in your workplace and, and you say, hey, you know, I, I thought what I was doing is important and, and now it's difficult. It just sometimes doesn't seem fair. Or maybe it doesn't have to do with the workplace. Maybe just this whole thing that's happening in our society just doesn't seem fair. And then there's number three, personal perfectionism. And I think this underlies so much of what we're going through. We live in a society, especially, I would say there's a lot of us, a lot of us Timberlake church people, we're a little bit on the overachiever end. And do you know what's happened during the last uh, number of months? Is we've been faced with the reality that we can't create uh, a perfect world. We, we struggle because uh, we understand that maybe work isn't like we wanted it to be, or in home, at your home, or with your kids, or physically. How many of you are excited to go back to the gym? I know, I, like literally, that would be a vacation. Some of you, you never even went to the gym, and now you want to uh, go to the gym. So now we have kids are, are misbehaving a bit. Uh, work is hard after hours in the new torture j- chamber, which we call Zoom, <laughs> and uh, you know, it really has, there's been a lot of stresses in our life. Uh, we think of COVID-19, someone said to me, uh, COVID-19 is aptly named because that's about how much weight I've gained uh, during these stay-at-home orders, and, and, and I'm being a little bit silly, but let's face it, when uh, we have new realities, even positive ones, let alone the negative ones, it, it triggers us in so many ways. And that is understandable. But here's one thing I I want you to do, and I know that Jesus wants you to do as well, is not stay in that place. When it comes to uh, perfectionism, Brene Brown, if you've ever seen one of her uh, TED Talks, she's an amazing speaker. Uh, She wrote this in her book, uh, Dare to Lead. She said, wherever perfectionism is driving us, shame is riding shotgun." And and that really speaks to the fact that so much of what we're experiencing didn't come without context. We get triggered by that social media post, by maybe the frustration of being at home or whatever work looks like for you today. And Jesus comes in not only with a different ethic, a different way to live and to lead. He, He says this, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Now, you think about that. How did Jesus love us? Jesus, he came and he laid down his life. Even though, was he in the wrong? No. We were the ones who sinned, and yet he's the one who paid the price. And you might say, well, that doesn't seem fair. It wasn't fair. Do do you know that fair is not a big Bible word? But mercy and grace are big Bible words. If you want fair, go on social media. People will talk to you all about the time. By the way, problems just get worse and worse, and people wonder why. But if you want mercy and grace, you go to Jesus. And he says this. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. And so that's really what Jesus is calling us to And today, as I kick off the series, I hope you'll join me uh, for the subsequent weeks. But really, this is going to be challenging to many of us. And I hope encouraging in a way and and, and instructive as well as we learn to live beyond triggered. Jesus put it this way, and and we're looking at uh, really two parallel accounts primarily in Matthew and Luke. Uh, The Bible, as I've said before, is written uh, uh, by many different people over a a long period of time. The the Gospels, four different writers about the life of Jesus from different perspectives. Some of the stories are the same, even though their perspectives are different. And and Luke and Matthew both capture this teaching of Jesus because it was so countercultural. Matthew, who was writing to a, a, a Jewish audience who was steeped in the Jewish law, Luke writing to, really, people who didn't care about uh, Jewish law, more, more of a, a, a pagan audience. But they capture this story, and Jesus says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Okay, stop for a minute. If you're like a church person, you probably read that over. Like, Jesus, are you, are you serious? Really, to those who, who would hate me? Bless those who curse you pray for those who mistreat you, and you're like, okay, I'll pray for them, all right. <laughs> it's sort of like uh, R- Ronald Reagan uh, used to uh, uh, quote this Irish uh, prayer or, or of sorts, and it was uh, this. It said, uh, may those that love us love us. And those who don't love us, may God turn their hearts. And if he can't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles so we'll know them by their limping. <laughs> now some of you are like, I could pray that prayer. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about leading differently. And and, and here's a, the reality for you and for me. When we lean in to Jesus' way his love his ethic his direction we're the ones who get set free well where do we begin number one it starts with different standards uh, we need to start with different standards and, and Jesus uh, he compares how he instructs us with how people will, were living uh, during his day He says if you love those who love you what credit is that to you even sinners love those who love them and if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. He's saying, if you're nice to people who are nice to you, okay, <laughs> you haven't really accomplished a lot. Everybody does that. But when we, when we start with different standards, we get different results. You know, I, I was thinking about this, and you, know, you might think that I live in a holy pastor bubble. I don't. Uh, this happened before COVID-19. Uh, I was driving behind a car on uh, 202. And there was one a car driving sort of slowly in front of me. And uh, I was being good. I didn't honk or anything like that. And there was another car behind me. And as I'm turning up on 236, uh, where the uh, Redmond campus is, I, I turn and I can see out of the corner of my eye, there's a lady flipping me off can you imagine that (laughs) yes you can hopefully it was not you (laughs) and uh, my reaction was not to say oh i hope the lord jesus blesses them today no my reaction uh was I, i wanted to operate and i'm like no you know i just have to understand that maybe i'm not seeing everything that they're going through number two engage with empathy And empathy is our ability to see someone else's perspective. Now, there's a lot of tension that's uh, rising almost every day in our society. And I think it's because we haven't been able to see other people in what they're going through. Maybe that social distancing police officer uh, lost a loved one to COVID-19. And so for them, that is something huge in their life. Or they have an underlying health condition. Maybe that person who is protesting and opening up their business—maybe they're going to lose everything they've ever worked for because of the economic consequences. See, Jesus calls us uh, to to live differently. Luke six thirty-one. He says, "Do to others as you would have them do to you." And I would add this as well, I think it's in keeping with the scripture, is c- consider others' perspectives as you wish they would consider your perspective as well. See, this really comes to just simply number three, to, to be civil. That, that we uh, understand that there's a way we operate in society that's better when we uh, don't let someone else's reaction or action determine our reaction. And, and this is really hard when there's someone in your life who maybe constantly dismisses you, when uh, someone doesn't really listen to you. Jesus said this, Matthew 5:47. If you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? and and he's talking about a social acceptance and in uh, ancient jewish culture there would be those people who would be considered uh unclean and and in our modern culture it would be maybe someone who's from a uh, a political perspective that's different than ours or a view of how we should act or react in in the midst of COVID 19. one of the things i'll tell you if you're a christian you don't have the choice God commands you to be civil, to consider their perspective. Well, I know, and you, you know, they're dumb and all of that. Oh, and I know how you feel about that. But understand, you can't obey Jesus and operate that way. So, so this is a very serious decision. Are you going to do what, just because you feel it? Or are you going to follow Jesus? One of the things that can help us is developing the discipline of both and thinking. You know, see, as we as we look at what's been happening, uh, there's been a lot of negatives. The last year, last year or two, didn't go to a lot of concerts or things, and and uh, I was really looking forward to it. So this year, loaded up. I uh, was going to see a couple Christian concerts, Lauren Daigle, a Hillsong concert. Uh, going to go see Brantley Gilbert for you country music uh, fans. Yes, I know some of you uh, just have more respect for me now. Some of you just lost a little bit of respect. And of course, was going to go see Jim Gaffigan this year uh, because he is amazing and very funny. And, and it's easy to say, oh man, all those plans, they're gone. And... Maybe it's much bigger for you. Maybe it was a plan for retirement. Maybe it, it was a plan for a great vacation. I've talked to uh, many people who are planning on getting married. But, but then we can say, maybe something in the midst of this actually was good. Could have even been a God moment. The Apostle Paul, as he was in prison, and he, he writes the book of Philippians. Uh, the word joy in that book is used, I think, 16 different times. And when he's in prison, he says, has actually, what has happened to me has actually. And maybe you would think about that, maybe the last couple months. You could even put it in your feed if you want to, if you're uh, joining us in the online chat. Maybe you say, you know, what's happened to me has actually, and something, something positive that's happened in your life. You know how you can see that? You know how you can think that? It's by number five. We need to train our minds. We need to train our minds uh, to think differently. Because let me tell you, it's not going to come naturally. If you go on your best guess, your your inclinations, you're not going to do this thing that Jesus calls you to do. And I'll tell you what, you're going to miss your very best life in Jesus Christ. See, if you're a Christ follower, you you, you can disobey God and God still loves you, Your sin doesn't separate you from God. Jesus died for that sin. You don't need to earn your way into God's favor. When you received Jesus, you are with Him now and will be for eternity. But you can miss your very best life in Jesus Christ. And it's counterintuitive. Jesus says this But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Can you imagine that, lending to your enemies? Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. See, that's the character of the God, of God. And it says this: Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. I heard a story a number of years ago. It's actually way back. It's from back in 1960. Uh, Adolf Kors third of the Kors Brewing uh, fame and family. He was kidnapped by a man named Joseph Corbett, held for months, and eventually he was killed by this kidnapper. Well, he was found and he was sent to prison. And, and not only did he take someone's life, he ruined so many people's lives. And, and his son, Adolf Kors fourth. he was 15 years old and he lost not only his dad, but his, his best friend. And it devastated him in so many ways. And it didn't seem like there was any way back. Well, along the way in his life, uh, he became a follower of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, the, the pain and the hurt and the anger, it didn't go away. So so he, he knew he had to do something that was so counterintuitive. And so he went to visit... Uh, Joseph Corbett in the prison uh, where he was being held rightfully for the rest of his life for the murder of his father. Well, to add insult to, to injury, uh, he wouldn't even meet with him. But Adolf the IV, he, he left him uh, this note uh, with a Bible. And he said, it said this, I'm here to see you today. And I'm sorry we couldn't meet. As a Christian, I'm summoned by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to forgive you. And I do forgive you. And I ask you to forgive me for the hatred I've had in my heart for you. And you might say, man, I could never do that. I don't think he could either. But he he said, Jesus, would you do a work in me that I I could never do? See, most of us are never going to experience anything to that level. But what we can do is we can go beyond easily triggered, easily offended. And we can do this, 2 Corinthians 10.5. We take take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And here's what I want us to do is I, I, I want us to take a step and I want us to take a step spiritually. And maybe for you, it's, it's actually going to someone and say, you know what? I was a little stressed out. Because haven't we all been a little stressed out lately? And I, I know I shouldn't have said that. And, and God's going to do something. But it comes when we have this abiding, deep trust in him. In the, in the book of Jude, in the Bible, it says, It's to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. When I understand what Jesus is able to do in my life, I'm able to do the thing he's called me to do. To, to love, to, to, to have a sense of trust in him, and even to forgive.
0: Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed the service using the links found on this page, please feel free to share it with your friends and invite them to our live services every Saturday evening at 5.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9.45, 11.15, and 6 p.m. If you would like to partner with Timberlake and want to support our mission to spread the love of Jesus to the world, you can find that link as well. Or visit timberlakechurch.com giveonline to set up a one-time or reoccurring gift. Along with visiting online.timberlakechurch.com, you can also use the Timberlake app to attend live as well. Or watch all of our past messages, listen to our weekly podcasts, view upcoming information about any of our ministry areas, and so much more. It is truly our all-in-one solution for all things Timberlake.